0: This morning, new tensions exploding into the open between House Republicans. With just three days left until a government shutdown, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy went toe-to-toe with his most outspoken critic, Congressman Matt Gates. That happened inside a GOP meeting. CNN's Manu Raju, of course, was outside, got all the scoop about what happened inside what happened.
1: Yeah, that's right. This has been percolating for some time. You know, Matt Gates of course has been making clear that he may push a vote seeking the ouster of the speaker if the speaker does not heed to some of his demands including uh, over this all the fight over to keep the government open past Saturday. Well, Gates has been concerned because he believes the speaker's allies have been essentially promoting negative posts on him on social media, paying conservative influencers to essentially bash him uh, on social media. Gates confronted the Speaker about that this morning behind closed doors and asked him about this. The Speaker brushed his side, and he has other things to worry about than this issue. And I asked the Gates about it afterwards, and he confirmed that all this happened, and I asked him, are you ready to move ahead with pushing for the Speaker to be ousted? He said he didn't indicate that is not going to happen at this point, but that is something that continues to remain on the table. Now, this all comes as the fight over keeping the government open continues to play out among Republicans, particularly on the House side. The Speaker is making clear he plans to have a vote tomorrow to keep the government open for a short period of time, but he does not have support among his own conference, Democrats, oppose it because of the cuts that are in there. Republicans hardliners are opposed to it as well, including Matt Gates, saying they don't want to keep the government open for a short period of time. They want longer-term spending bills. I talked to one congressman this morning, Eli Crane of Arizona, someone who is aligning himself now with that Matt Gates strategy, saying that he will not support a short-term spending bill. And he also made clear that he could vote to oust the speaker shut down those the speaker's fault for handling the way he handled the spending bills. In my opinion, it, in my opinion, it is right. You're, you're the leader, right? You take credit for the wins, and you you take ownership and accountability of the losses. And quite frankly, I don't believe, based on what I've seen, that uh, that that there was any real effort to do the appropriations process. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I believe. Should he be out of a job? You know, I think I think that members should be looking at for stronger leadership. And you know what? Quite frankly, I know that people in my district that I represent want to see stronger
2: leadership, so I'm all about it.
1: And Dana, therein lies the problem for Speaker McCarthy. If he cuts a deal with Democrats to keep the government open, he's going to face a vote pushing for his ouster. People like Eli Crane, Matt Gates, others, they have the votes as long as Democrats kick him out as well. So the Speaker's calculation now, trying to get Republicans to keep the government open. Republicans aren't there, even the Senate is moving on a much different course, something that the Speaker himself opposes, raising real fears of a government shutdown. Dana.
0: Anu, thank you so much for that. Phil Mattingly is back with me, along with Leanne Caldwell from The Washington Post. Three former Hill Rats. You're looking at all three of us on the screen. Proud former Hill Rats. Phil, uh, I mean, we have seen this movie so many times before, and we know how it ends. We know that there has to be a bipartisan vote in the House of Representatives in order to overcome this. The question is, Not how much pain, but what flavor of pain will be extracted, uh, most importantly by the American people, but politically inside the Congress in order to get there.
2: Yeah, and just to underscore your point, Hillrat is not a pejorative where we're from. That is a a compliment.
0: (laughs) Um, Look, I think
2: you make... I think the former is the most important the latter is what everybody's trying to figure out right now the former being that this has a real impact on real people and while Mm -hmm. i I don't have any sense that this is going to uh, match the 30 plus day shutdown that we all went through in 2018 2019 the scale of both the macroeconomic effect on that but also on individuals not just federal government workers but contractors as well that didn't get back pay paid back is significant tangible and shouldn't be ignored Mm -hmm. Uh, on the latter point I think the difference between now and every other time that we've seen this movie that we all know the end to is I don't know how the process to get to the end. Right? We always know that there's you know a lot of pain and an arduous kind of back and forth. And let's do some test votes. Let's do some messaging votes. Let's pass some things so we can get in the room and still end up in the same exact place. They can't even do that uh, in the House Republican Conference. I think Manu and, and Mel and Lauren Fox have been doing such great reporting from our Hill team about a situation that doesn't really have any precedent because. They're trying to move full-year spending bills that have no impact on the actual uh, stopgap bill that they need to do. But they're trying to do those in order to have – build trust so you can vote on a stopgap bill. But they don't even have the votes for the full-year bills. And, by the way, the full-year bills would be dead on arrival in the United States Senate and never be signed by the president. And if that sounds confusing to people watching this, it is. It's completely <laughs> nonsensical, and it's tethered to nothing that's going to move this process forward. And we're now at, like, two and a half days until yep. a shutdown.
0: I mean, I just remember John Boehner, Merlot in one hand, cigarette in the other hand, saying, You got to work the process out. You got to work the process out. I mean, (laughs) the process eventually worked him out, and I think he's probably very happy about it at this point. Leanne, let's just kind of look at. The, the, the math here and the numbers that make it so clear that Kevin McCarthy eventually is not going to be able to do anything that funds the government without help from Democrats. I mean, he's got a four seat majority. And then you look, there's a list of hard nos that is longer than four than likely no's longer than five.
3: Yeah, that's absolutely right. He is trying to negotiate with people who are never going to come to the table. And so it makes absolutely no sense in real-world situations. But for McCarthy, this is self-preservation. That is all this is about. He is afraid to turn to Democrats and find 10, 20, maybe 30 Democratic moderate votes to pass a short-term government funding bill to keep the lights on past Saturday because he is worried that there will be uh, protests from the right and efforts from the right to remove him from his speakership. And so self-preservation over governance. But I will say that, that There is a growing amount of frustration among Republicans about this strategy that is very Mm. transparent. I interviewed uh, Representative Ken Buck of Colorado this morning uh, for Washington Post Live, and he said that it is absolute, quote, malpractice that Kevin McCarthy is waiting until the day before a government shutdown to put forward a bill uh, to potentially short-term fund the government for a few weeks knowing that it's probably going to fail and that not trying this weeks ago. So there's a lot of frustration among
0: Republicans. Many, many many weeks ago. We got to go to break. But real quick, Phil, um, the whole back and forth between Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gaetz. Uh, Yes, McCarthy is worried about his job, but he's also like so done with with what they're trying to do. It's pretty clear.
2: Yeah, and I also don't think, I think it should not be ignored that he's not the only Republican in the House Republican Conference that's so done. And that's, you know, however you <laughs> feel about Matt Gates, I think the frustration is far more widespread amongst the rank-and-file of their 220-plus members, I think, than people understand. But the fact that it has become kind of a mono mono thing that's happened repeatedly, um, I think frustration is probably a, a massive understatement here.